Welcome into episode 19 of the College Fantasy Football Gurus podcast. This whoop, whoop, whoop. We are at 19 episodes. Time flies, Max. I cannot believe we're at 19. I know. It's moving fast. Do you think people are sick of us yet? They're just like, every time we release an episode, people are just like, good God, I'm so sick of these guys. I hope not. I hope not either, but, you know, it is what it is. But look, it's a special edition. We are recording on Friday morning. I've been up since 5 a.m. I had to work out this morning, but I'm here now, ready to roll. I'm fired up. Max, can you match my intensity? Are you ready? We got some listener questions. We have some tips on how to finish the season strong, and we got starts, sits, juicy starts. We got it all. I'm good. Let's do it. I'm in a position I'm... where I got to finish strong this season, so no better time than the present. Let's get it. All right. First off, listener questions right off the bat. Gridiron game, Games want to know who to drop between Deshante Jones or Scotty Washington. This is kind of a two-parter. So he wants to know who to drop between those guys and who are we picking up between Brandon Ayuk, Tristan Jackson, and I'm not sure. How do you pronounce the Indiana receiver's name, Max? I don't want to totally butcher it. What? Yeah. Is that – you sound like uh, – <laughs> is it – who's the ESPN guy that always says whoop every time? Is it Chris Beerman oh. or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, the Indiana receiver. Fu- whoop, Taylor. Yes, Taylor. that works. That Taylor. works. Who you Taylor. picking? So who Taylor. we dropping? Yeah, that sounds right. Who we dropping between Deshante Jones and Scotty Washington? And this uh, pains me. But it's got to be Deshante Jones. I think it's got to be Deshante Jones, too. And here's what I, pains me the most, yeah. Max. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm going to say this right up front. Is He had zero receptions last week against West Virginia. How much do you want to bet he goes for, like, 10 receptions and 100 yards against Tech? Oh, it easily could happen. It's going to happen. I don't, I don't trust anybody No, on, the, on that team you, at all. You start Brock Purdy and Charlie Kohler, and that is it. Like, I don't even trust Brees Hall yet. I don't think – I don't either because two weeks ago uh, – <laughs> He wasn't getting the, that much What's work. his name? What's his name? Johnny Lang was getting all the Johnny Lang. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like – I still like Scotty Washington. I think he's still – I mean, he's still a a wide receiver too. He's put up consistent, you know, good fantasy numbers, you know, all year. I mean, he put up 10 and a half last week, but still scored a touchdown. Um, I don't expect, you know, I don't expect him to fall off or by any means – and he's been, you know, semi-consistent as opposed to Deshante Jones, who's yeah. been kind of all over the map. Yep. So we're dropping Deshante Jones. Who are we picking up between Aya Jackson and Fillier? Look, for me, it's Tristan Jackson. But Aya is very tempting. What, where are you sitting on this? I'm uh, I'm on Fillier. Okay. Wow. Good. I this think. Good. I'm glad we're completely in disagreeing. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best. So, yeah, obviously. Why would we ever agree? We would never do such a thing. But Mm-mm. here's the deal. Ayuk kind of has a tough schedule, but he closes the year pretty easy. It's him and Eno. That's like the whole offense. So you And he's been good. He's been insane with yards after the catch. Tristan Jackson is an animal, but with him, Tommy DeVito is bad. Like, not good. His decision-making yeah. is horrible. Not great. But Tristan Jackson also had nine receptions last week, and he is literally the only receiver being targeted. So that's it's tempting. But sell me on... Your guy. What? Yeah, Max. Um, anyway, big <laughs> fan. Uh, I mean, you can look at the last two weeks, and he's had double-digit receptions the past two weeks. Over 140 yards each week. Two touchdowns against Michigan State. Had 182 yards against Rutgers. Rutgers is good at and football. Rutgers is great at football. 
<laughs> but now finishes the season with Maryland, Nebraska, and Northwestern. And then gets a bye week, Penn State, Michigan, and Purdue, which Penn State, Michigan isn't great. But, I mean, if they're going to throw him the ball ten times against. Regardless who he's playing. Like, they're yeah. going to be down in those games. Yeah, if they're going to throw the ball ten times, or throw him the ball ten times, especially against Michigan State, who pretty sure has a good defense. Yes. But who knows have... anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> After, yeah. Um, he's my guy. And I think he can be a guy that, that they want to target consistently, give him the ball quite a bit. And – I mean, I like Ayuk, but he's kind of been big game dependent. Yeah. I mean, last he, week he, had he reminds me of uh, Deshaun touchdowns. Jackson a little bit. Like the yeah. college the college edition of fantasy, like the Deshaun Jackson role. Yeah. Just absolutely scores a bunch of touchdowns, runs for a bunch of yards, or absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, last, year, last week went for 50. Three weeks ago went for 32. Or in that, I said average games. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think I trust Philio a little more consistently, especially these next three weeks. Yeah, and my pick's up. Jackson, but I think it's between those two, and I don't have yeah. a problem with um, you picking up either of those guys. I'm actually kind of surprised that Jackson's on the wire in, in your league. But, I mean, obviously yeah. league sizes and all that type of stuff make a factor. But, look, you can pick up either of those guys, drop Deshante Jones. Uh, next question is from Clint Carlson. Best player that we drafted late, so the last three rounds or so, so Max and I looked at our drafts and realized that they were horrible in the last three rounds. <laughs> and we literally hated everyone we drafted. So what did yes. we do? We looked at our good industry league, and we looked back at the draft results, and we went through everyone's teams and kind of found – we each found a guy that was like, man, that was a steal at the time. I'll start it off. Justin Icy's team, give a shout-out here to him. 17th round takes Jonathan Ward. Now that is production in the 17th is- round. That is definitely production out of a top tier back. Yes. Uh, He's been dealing with injuries, but yes, when he's been healthy, it has bad. been good. Max, yeah. yours, though, the one that you want to shout out is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Nathan Marquise, who, if, I, if I'm not being wrong, is still in first place in our league. Which makes sense based on this pick. Which makes sense. Picked uh, Isaiah Hodgins in the 17th round. Yeah. And, and he's when currently you get the wide receiver the best, one, right? Yeah. I think he's the two behind Bayless, right? Yeah. Probably. Either way, he's good at football. And getting him in the last round is just an absolute steal. Especially with Oregon State playing for behind. But Yeah, I, absolutely. And I guess, I don't know if, I, I picked Cole Komet in the 16th. That's not bad. Awful. No, it's not he's terrible. Been, he's been a pretty good tight end. Mm-hmm. When he's been so healthy. Once he, came, once he came back from injury. So, mini shout out right there. Well, that Max, that's a good segue. Coming back from injury. Because we have... Basically, one tip that we kind of wanted to bring up at this point in the season is, especially if you need a playoff push, if you're kind of, in Max's case, in our family league, kind of on the outside looking in a little bit, uh, to monitor the waiver wire for players that shouldn't be dropped but are, and basically players coming back from injury. So a lot of these times you get these guys with an early injury, they're out six to eight weeks, they get cut, but these were top draft pick type guys. And now that they're kind of coming back from injury, now might be the time to reach out and snag one of them. Like, if, like, Patrick Taylor, per se, was drafting, dropped in your league. I don't know if he was, but mm-hmm. that would be kind of what we're talking about, is you get these guys that are, you know are going to be good when they're healthy, but people didn't want to stash them for so long. Now might be the time to kind of dig through the wire a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those guys, you know, could be, you know, Zach Moss, maybe. I don't know yeah. why you drop them, but, you know, maybe. You know, last year it was Juwan Washington who was out for a couple weeks and came back. Right? Yep. There's these players all over the place. Um, 
<clears throat> JoJo Ward, maybe that somebody's just decided to throw on the waiver wire. Max, there's a reason I'm seven and zero in the family <laughs> league. I have too much talent. Yeah, I know, and I don't mind picking up <laughs> my scraps. JoJo Ward, my scraps your scraps. I'm totally fine. No, Currently it's... sitting in last place, even though I am what two and four in this league, which is unbelievable. <laughs> it's and awesome. second place is what. Four and three. It's an absolute Four. crap show. And it is here's my humble brag, and it's going to pain Max to hear this. I'm currently 7-0 and in our family league. <laughs> and to be fair, my four starting running backs are Jonathan Taylor, Chubba Hubbard, J.K. Dobbins, and Kenneth Gainwell, which is not okay. No one, no one should have that. Not exactly. I mean, not to be exactly fair, those are my first. No, it's my first three-round picks and then just snagged Gainwell off the wire. But it is what it is. <laughs> But look, Max, it's time for starts and sits. It is time. Starts and sits. Starts and sits. All right. We got some good ones here. Sean Clifford versus Michigan. Michigan may be a dumpster fire, but there's no way you're, I'm putting him in my lineup. I 100% agree. Michigan has the top 10 pass defense in the league. He was shut down versus Iowa last week, and I am currently not expecting anything much different out no. of Sean Clifford. It's going to so be a rock think, fight. So I'm. A rock fight. Yeah, that game, Penn State, Michigan, it's going to be like 13 They're to They're fight with 10. rocks. No, Max, don't stones. take a little. My goodness. Like it is going to be. Life. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, bring Carter back. There was a reason bring we had Carter, Carter on the show. <laughs> All right. Caleb Evans, App State, Max. This one's interesting. Are we rolling him out against App State? I would just like to go off and say I hate Caleb Evans. <laughs> Like personally, like, do you want to tweet because, at him and like talk about it, or like, what's the no, issue? What's your like, beef with Caleb Evans? Just every he's... year, it's like there's these games where he should be great in, and then he sucks, and then he just sucks, and then there's games where he shouldn't be great in, and then he's just unreal. Like, <laughs> didn't they play Memphis against... or someone? Yeah, he put up 50 points against Memphis, and then he put up 15 against Texas State. Which what? And it's like, what the heck? It's like you put up he put up 13 points against Grambling State in the opener. And then, you know, puts up 35 against Florida State. It's like, why? So basically everything that we say, so like we, I, I think you shouldn't start him against App State. But now that we're saying that, he's going to go for at least 30. Exactly. And I'm saying you do start him. Really? Okay. I, I can see it because they're going to be behind. And I, I think they're going to be behind. And App State's defense isn't as dominant as it's been in the past. They're only, no. in the middle, they're, they're only really a middle-of-the-road defense in, in the league. That's including all Division One. Yeah. And, I mean, that's going to leave some room for Caleb Evans to work, right? He's going to work running the ball, passing the ball. Hopefully, he does something similar to what happened against Memphis. They still lost 52-33. to But, I mean, he put up 280 yards, two touchdowns, and over 100 yards and two touchdowns rushing. So, maybe App State's a similar team that he can have similar production against playing from behind. So, mm-hmm. I think, considering what he's done so far this year, I think App State is a good matchup to play Caleb Evans. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to kill you on that. I think it's fair. Spencer Sanders against Baylor? Gosh. This That's, one hurts me. This one's tough, but Baylor has been playing good defense. Like, their games have turned Big Ten-esque, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And you – and the problem is, is you have Chubba Hubbard in the backfield. And yep. I'm not just saying as a Chubba owner, like, actually, like, he vultures everything. Mm-hmm. So. Well, he is everything at this point, which yeah, is literally just, weird. Which is just I don't like, know why, why he's getting so many carries, but it's fine. 
lie with Mike Gundy, but you know what? He's, I guess it works for them. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to start Sanders against Baylor? I don't think I am. I think there's. I think you can find something a little bit better on the wire. But if you have I, to play him, it's not horrible. I think so, too. I think I'm going to sit him. He's had a couple you know, dud weeks against Kansas State and Texas Tech the past two mm-hmm. weeks. So it's like, I mean, if they're going to ride Cheva Hubbard and he's not going to get a ton of work, then – yeah, it, it pains me to say because I was really, I really, really liked Spencer, Spencer Sanders. Sanders. I mean, the season, mm-hmm. and then Gundy just decided to turn into Wisconsin. Yep, pretty much. Okay, it is time for running backs, and there are some big names on this list. Kenneth Gainwell against Tulane. I think as much as Tulane randomly shuts people down, Gainwell has been too good to sit. So I think it's a start for me, a hundred percent, no hesitation. Uh, I say it's a start for sure, but I'm still – are you concerned about Patrick Taylor at all? No. I mean, look, you would have to be insane to consider that you don't think Gainwell is going to lose any work. Like, he's going to lose work, but look what Henderson and Taylor did last year. And Gainwell, I'm not saying is the same player as Henderson, but the stats are eer- eerily, like, similar. Like, he's averaging ridiculous yards per carry. He's – Mm-hmm. essentially kind of similar builds, similar type of players. So, yeah, I'm rolling him out. So I'm not too worried actually okay. about Taylor. I, I'd roll him out too. Um, but my question is, do you get to a point where Patrick Taylor starts, you know, inch on back, and do you go out and trade Gainwell? Do you try to sell him high while you can? Is that is that something you're interested in doing before you head into the playoffs? So, gosh, that's tough because it's – you're kind of faced the – He's been so good, right? And mm-hmm. people you're trading with, if they're savvy enough, fantasy owners, they're going to be to the point where they're going to know Patrick Taylor's coming back and are they willing to give you a good price for him, right? Yep. So it's kind of that tough thing. I don't. I think I'd hold on to him. He's just been too good. He's just been, yeah, been very good. Yeah, I, I think you have yeah. to hold on to him. Max, this next one. So are you starting him, Max? You said we're both rolling him out before I move on. Yeah, I, I roll him out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know if Patrick Taylor's ready to go yet. So I don't think he's a hundred percent. But you have Eno mm-hmm. Benjamin against Utah. I think you have to. I don't think you can bench Eno. Like yep. I know he has some games that are just okay, but the dude's gonna see thirty touches, one way or another, and that's hard yeah. to bench. I I agree with rolling out Eno. Yep. Uh, Keisha, because yeah, he's been just a consistent just, force. Yeah, and just Eno Benjamin. Yep. Keyshawn Vaughn against Mizzou. I don't know what Vanderbilt team's going to show up, so I'm going to say no. Even so though I, I, I want to start even against Vanderbilt Mizzou. Vanderbilt has a team. Right? They're, they've right. been so bad in – 34 to 10 against UNLV at home. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is, that hurts. That's horrible. That's that not – because UNLV's right. not good this year. Like, they're okay. No, they're not great. I mean, but when have they been great? Yeah. So, I'm going to bench Keyshawn Bonnie against Mizzou. Yeah, he kind of got shaken up in that game. I yeah. Mean, he, went for, he went for over 100 yards and whatever against – UNLV still had a quality game. But if you're not 100% going into Missouri, I don't know how I feel about that. Same. Because Missouri's been pretty strong defensively. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't know how I feel just confidence-wise in, in Keyshawn Vaughn this week. Going, It's their first road SEC game. And I just I just don't know how Vanderbilt's going to show up in this matchup. Yeah. Are you, are you going to start Justin Henderson against Southern Miss, Max? Henderson's not seen a lot of work, maybe 15 carries a game or so, but he has been wildly productive with it. Yeah. 
So well, last week do you start against, against UMass. And that UMass is not a team. Not barely, yes. Barely. Dumpster, dumpster fire team. Yes, UMass is very. a permanent dumpster fire. I think you can start them because I see this game getting weird. And by weird, I mean like 56 to 56. Like things are going to get weird. <laughs> it ends in a tie. It ends in a tie. Like no one's winning this game. But I'm saying there's going to be points. <laughs> that is the end all of this. I think Henderson's going to get enough that he's worth the start. I might, I might say Sid. Okay. Are you worried about because the workload? Or are you worried about Southern Miss's sneaky defense? I am both. Okay. Southern Miss does have a sneaky defense. And, I mean, he had 11 carries last week. He's had 11, 12, and 15. He, has, he hasn't had over 15 carries in a game. Yeah. And but, sure if he goes off his blah against Just rips everybody. off a giant run, but. I mean, he does. But this is probably going to be the best defense. Well, I guess he played Texas early in the season. But this is probably going to be the best defense they played since that game, for sure. Right? Their other games were Grambling State, Bowling Green, Florida International, Rice, and UMass, who all have some of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Uh, that makes sense, Wyatt. But was his workload? Hasn't it gotten a little bit better as it progressed? I mean, they killed I mean, UMass. So, like, it makes yes. sense for him not to get that much work. Well, he had 11 carries against UMass. Two weeks ago, he had 12 against Rice, where he ran for 64 and a touchdown. He also had four receptions. And then three weeks ago, he had 15 for 141 and three touchdowns again against Florida International. So, you know the goal line work might be there. Those touchdown numbers are... Well, it's either goal line or it's the fact that he just rushes off... <laughs> Giant chunk plays the whole time. Chunk plays, yeah. I, I think, mean, his... Yeah. I think you can roll him out. I, I'm okay being split with you on this, but I think... He's fine. He's a fine flex play. It's not the end of the world. It's not a horrible play. It would be my most. I, if you have to, like I would, but I, it's not my most confidence play. Confident play this week. I think there's better ones. Here's an interesting one: Charles Williams against Fresno State. Max, are we starting or sitting him? Man, that's hard because he's arguably had a player outperform him in the same backfield the last two weeks. Right, and that scares me. And Fresno State is Fresno State, who is a respectable team. <laughs> Yeah. So I think you can bench him. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm, I I think you can do better than Charles Williams at the flex. Yeah. I mean, Magyar had 22 carries last week. And Charles Williams, I'm pretty sure, got banged up again, didn't he? Or did he play the whole game? I, I'm unsure, but I think uh, he may have I think he played, he played the whole, whole game. game. Yep. That's even well, worse he, if he's getting out yeah. if he's getting out carried and he played the whole game. Well, he so he had 24 attempts for 69 yards and a touchdown. And Magyar had 22 for 116 at a touchdown against Vandy. Well, that is – first off, against Vandy, so it's like, what is going on? But Yes, very. Man, you like the workload of both those guys, but 20-some yeah. carries for that many yards is not great out of Charles Williams. It's not great at all, and he's been kind of – he's had a couple, like two weeks of that. Yeah, so maybe stay away this week. Maybe this can be a ba- – I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm staying away. Yeah. Kylan Hill, Max, I'm probably staying away too. You're staying away too? Kylan Hill here, are you staying away as well with Kylan Hill against LSU? Yeah, he's been really disappointing the last couple weeks. Right. I've noticed that too. He's put up single-digit fantasy points the last couple weeks. And it just seems like Mississippi State has just been a dumpster fire on the offensive side of the football. Nothing's good coming from that offense. Kylan Hill has had good games, like you said, but lately, Mm -hmm. not so much against LSU. You know points going to be scored, but how many points mm-hmm. Mississippi State can actually get? Yeah. Well, they just scored 10 points against Tennessee and lost 20-10. to 10. Yeah, that's enough for me to just put the – that's the nail in the coffin. 
That's it. Just doesn't make me feel great. Nope. Kylan Hill is on the pine. Yeah. Artavius Pierce against that stingy Cal defense. Freaking lock down. Are we starting him? <laughs> Jefferson's questionable. He's not a hundred percent. I know. And I, and I think I'm going to sit him again. I think so too. Gosh, how much? How stingy is Cal? How stingy is Cal? It just, I know they're good. Their defense is good. It just bothers me that it's good. Right? Because we're used to Cal being just a dumpster fire. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. I just, I think you, if Jefferson's out, I think you start Pierce. You think so? I think so based on he's getting 20 touches no matter what. Yeah. Problem is, is it's going to be, it's going to be a pretty game time decision to see whether. I know it's going to be a dice. What, what time is that game? Do you know? Just do a um, quick little yep. Google search here. Oregon State. Oregon State plays at one thirty. See, that'd be Central Time, right? So you're kind of stuck in that dilemma as you got some guys going at eleven. At least it's not a night game where like all your options are going to be exhausted and you have to wait. So, mm-hmm. I mean, with him, I will check Twitter, see Jamar Jefferson's status, and if Jefferson's out, start him. If he's in. I think you just leave him on the bench. Yeah, that's for sure. And I still want to say no anyway. Regardless. Okay. I think. Sound really confident in that, Max. Super confident. I just didn't like the way he performed last week. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think there's brighter days ahead of him. That's fair. At at the moment. What are you doing with this last running back, Max? Well, I guess I guess you know what? Oh, God. Here we Cal go. Cal doesn't have as good of an offense at Utah, and they played from a lot of behind. You know, I might be on your side. All right. Listeners, yeah. you have a confident <laughs> me and a super wishy-washy, unsure Max saying to start Pierce. So what does that mean? Bench him. <laughs> bench. <laughs> Put him on the bench. No, I'm kidding. I, I think Pierce is you – can, you can do a lot worse than him. So he's a fine play. This last one, Max, what are we doing? Salvin Ahmed against Oregon. Is he going to see 20 carries, or is he going to see five carries this week? I'm going to shut him down. Yeah, I, I need, I am, one, I need one more week of a consistent workload before I'm ready to fire him back in. He was getting out out carried by their backup. I forget his name at the moment. But it, that's what I'm saying, though. That's, that's Early exactly, in the game. Yeah, that's exactly my point, though, is Ahmed's yeah. workload has been all over the place. Yeah. Was it McGrew? That sounds right, but... Is that right? Here's the thing. Do you... For me, I think you have to have one more week of yeah. him getting 20 carries for me to feel comfortable in the lineup. Yeah, but he still didn't get over 100 yards. You're in for three yeah. touchdowns, obviously. Which makes but his Oregon's, Oregon's a tough team, man. They're... Yeah, th- this game should be good. From a non-CFF perspective, Washington-Oregon yeah. should be a good game. Should be. And Oregon's got a stingy defense. Yeah, it, so, it, it will be pretty low scoring, I think. Honestly. I don't think – yeah, I don't think I trust Ahmed this week. No. He's on the bench. Receiver's time. Here we go. Brandon Ayuk against Utah. It's a sit. Especially him being such a boomer bust player against Utah. No, thank you. I think it's also a sit. Oh, wow, Max. That was painless. Good. Elijah Moore against Texas A&M. You know they're going to be playing from behind. Yeah, they probably are. And Moore's been solid. So, But what concerns me is Ole Miss is planning on going back to like a 2QB system this week. Right, and that is annoying. With um, 
the dude shoot. Mac Corral. Mac Corral. Then I can't think of the other guys. Yeah, that's what I'm. Thinking. Name off the top of my head, but here's the deal: with any two QB system, that like makes I don't trust receivers that have to play musical chairs with quarterbacks back there. No. Oh, Rice Plumley, John Rice. Plumley. Yeah. And arguably been pretty good. Yeah. They, who I would so, arguably throw out as a start if like if it was quarterback just him. sleeper. If it, if Corral wasn't coming back. Yeah, because you know they're going to get garbage, garbage yeah. time. So I think you can roll out Elijah Moore. I don't think it's that bad of a play. I don't either, because he's going to be the guy that's targeted the most in this offense. All right. Uh, this... And we saw, obviously, Bama's Bama. Yeah. But Bama receivers had success last week, so yeah, and... I'm okay with Elijah Moore. Same. This next one, Max, I don't even know what it is. Lynn Bowden <laughs> against Georgia. And look, is he a receiver? Is he a quarterback? He's currently at four positions on Kentucky's depth chart. He's listed at quarterback, receiver, kick returner, punt returner. That is the smartest. He legitimately is their whole team. Mm -hmm. He played extremely well last week when he was at quarterback. He actually threw the ball not as bad as you would expect. He was a high school quarterback, and he did complete some like pretty decent passes. And he tore apart Arkansas, which is Arkansas, on the ground. He's playing Georgia, who's coming off that loss against South Carolina. Do we trust Bowden? No. Not at all. I don't. I, I don't think so. I have Be- him in many leagues, and he's on the bench. Here's because, the deal. Yeah. Well, are you thinking what I'm thinking is if he isn't the quarterback, we're not it's playing definitely for not sure. Worth it. If he is announced he's going to be playing full quarterback, he's I not just... the worst flex. No, he's not the worst flex. But – my, the issue is he's listed as a co-starter at quarterback at the moment. Which is annoying. Super annoying. Because then that means Very they're probably going to split. And you know Georgia coming off a loss last week to South Carolina is going to come out in steamroll. They're going to be pissed. Kentucky this week. They are, are, they're not going to let that happen again. Kentucky is going to be punished. Not probably. their fault, but it's just how it's going to be. I apologize to Kentucky in advance, but it might not be fun. No, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. So we're both benching Bowden, right? I think so. Unless we decide that he is a full-on starting quarterback and he'll be playing quarterback the entire game. Then it might be a flex start. Then throw. it might be a flex start. Okay. Yep. I like this next one on the sheet, Max. Atwell slash Fitzpatrick yep. against Clemson. Look, Louisville's down to their third quarterback. Both those guys are out. Mm-hmm. Pass Cunningham. You have a third string against Clemson. No, thank you. I know those guys have been good. And yep. look, if you're in a P5 league, it's this kind of the garbage. With the same thing with Elijah Moore, it's that garbage time type deal. If you have to play them in a P5 league or a super deep league, you're fine. They're, there's catch-up football to be made. But a third string quarterback against Clemson, not, not, not going to be like the highest choice Mm-mm. of player to play. I do not think so. Not a fan. I arguably... Arguably like Fitzpatrick better these last couple of weeks. He's been a, yeah. He's been very good mm-hmm. these last couple of weeks. Um, but I don't think either of them are worth the start against Clemson. Mm-hmm. And it's probably pretty straightforward why. Yeah. As you mentioned. Yep. Reggie Roberson against Temple. Oh, man. I don't know what Temple D is going to show up. Is it going to get into a weird shootout? It could get really weird really fast. That's what I'm saying. Like, I have a gut feeling, and all my gut feelings are usually wrong. So, whatever I'm about to say, <laughs> people Take at home. Grassle. Take it with a grain of salt and probably do the exact opposite. Reggie Roberson, I think, is a start because I have a weird feeling that this Temple game 
versus SMU is going to get high scoring. I also uh, agree. So roll them out. But remember, everything I just said, do the opposite. So sit. <laughs> <laughs> Max, what are we doing here? I'm starting Reggie Roberson. I think so, too. I think I like – he's been kind of disappointing. He's kind of gradually gotten worse as the season's gone on. Um, but this game against Temple is going to be a big game. And I think him and Prochet are both going to be big factors in this game. Knowing Temple just came off a big win at Memphis. And that they don't look like they're going to slow down anytime soon coming for SMU. He's probably the favorite in the, in the American right now. Yeah. Um, it could be a big game. And yeah. I'm excited to watch this one. So this last one, speaking of my family league drop, which my team's like – not not mm-hmm. trying to sound arrogant, but it's like way too low, and I had to cut someone. Jojo Ward got the boot. He had no receptions last week on five targets, Big four time. or five targets. I cut him. Max, you picked him up. You vultured him. I did. Are we starting him with any confidence? Because outside of his like fifty point explosion game, he has not done much. It's very true. But he's one of those guys. That has so much potential. potential like, to just there's so much he could just potentially be better than Cedric Ward these next couple of weeks. You never know. Like That's, there's like there's a realistic probability that that happens. Yeah, but you the problem is you don't know which Hawaii receiver though because they've all it's they're literally taking turns having monster games. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the game plan or what the deal is, but I can't trust that. So I'm benching him this week until I see him get back on the horse. I think I don't start him this week either. He's definitely worth being on a roster. But he goes up with New Mexico, then Fresno State, San Jose State, UNLV, and San Diego State after Air Force this week. Yeah. and So nice matchups down the stretch. Nice matchups and could potentially be you know, one, of those, one of those players that gets you back. Into the know, thick of things. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I get what you're it, saying. Because he doesn't have any bye weeks left. And he'll just play straight to the playoffs. And if he can come back and, you know, somehow turn into Cole McDonald's favorite target down the stretch, watch out. Yeah, like, I yeah. agree, Max. I, like I said, I didn't want to cut him. But, you know, as a GM, sometimes you got to make, make tough decisions. You got to do it. Yeah. All right. Closing here, we have some sneaky, juicy, whatever you want to call them, starts. Juicy. Juicy. You like the juicy. juicy. I think I think that's uh Blaze from ITL's favorite phrase too, is the really? juicy. Juicy matchups or juicy starts. It's great. Uh, Keep the juice going, Max. Quarterbacks. Keep the juice. Sean Chambers against New Mexico. Yes. Why do we believe this is a yes? Why do we believe this is a juicy start? New Mexico's run defense is horrible. It is bad. It is very bad. It's just defense in general. Just the whole defense is bad. Sean Chambers and- is gonna get it done this week. There's a very big chance that he goes for 100 rushing yards and, you know, Two a on couple hundred passing and, yards. Yep. Very big chance. I picked him up on the waivers. He was, like, my first or second waiver wire pick in all my leagues. And I full-heartedly plan on starting him this week. And I am, you know, looking for a big game out of him because he's been, he's been good. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm a fan. So, Max's next one we have on our list is – Roll out Drew Plitt against Toledo. Toledo just lost to Bowling Green. Yes, you heard me right. This wasn't a glitch. Toledo, who has been very good, lost to Bowling Green. That was a very tough, very tough game. And if we're talking about weird games and high scores, Drew Plitt versus Toledo is going to get weird. It probably is. 
So I expect at least three touchdowns, 300 yards out of Drew Plitt going forward. Next one, Buckshot Calvert versus Maine. Why is Liberty playing Maine in the middle of the season? I don't know. It's Liberty. We don't ask questions. I mean, their head coach also coached from like a hospital bed in the press box. So we just kind of let Liberty do their own thing. Yep. Buckshot versus Maine. I feel like that's kind of like a no-brainer. I like Buckshot. I don't think he's got the potential to throw out like a 40-point game. Or like, no, or like, but I boom. think I think you're good for three and at least two seventy. Yeah, he's got a high floor game. Yeah, yeah. Michael Penix against Maryland Max. He's Sneaky. been slinging it. Sneaky. He's been throwing that thing around the yard. You have Maryland, who I don't know what Maryland is. No one does. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's they are a football team. They are a, <laughs> they are a university. They are yes, and... but their football product is the most inconsistent thing I've ever seen. They just got smacked by Purdue yeah. last week. They got punished by Purdue without Rondell Moore and Sindelar. Yeah. And Plummer just decided to go off. So, Penix, Penix roll him out. Good. Yeah, roll him out. Yeah. Gage Walker big against Charlotte. Against, yeah, big Penix. Gage Walker against Charlotte, Max. Gage Walker has been hit or miss this season, but this game has weird written all over this it. This game's going to be fun. Yeah, Both it's for Gage get Walker weird. and Benny LeMay, I think, is going to be a very, very fun game. Charlotte has been a very, very poor rush defense. Just got torched last week. And I think Gage Walker, you know, he's gone for over 100 yards the past two weeks. Look for him, look for him to have a big game this week. Yeah. Max, this is a good one here. Trace Siggers slash DeAndre Torrey slash whatever North Texas running back that is healthy, roll him out. Middle Tennessee State. Can't stop anyone. Mm-mm. North no, Texas passing game is not what it has been. And it's looking like Siggers is probably going to sit. I mean, I'm saying this Friday morning. I can do a little more research on it, but it's not looking like he's 100%. So I think Tory might be a good play here. He might be. And I'm, that, that's pretty much the, the game changer for me is if, if Siggers goes, I'm ready to roll them out with full confidence. Assuming, assuming he's fully ready to go, right? If they yeah. say, well, he's questionable, but... You know, maybe he'll play, blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess kind of iffy. But if he's not, which, like you said, it's kind of looking like it. DeAndre Torrey looks like a big-time play this week, a big-time stream. And should be you should be able to be, you know, should be able to pick up off every waiver wire. All right, this next one here is Trey Harbison versus Miami, Ohio. <coughs> Look, he's been good these last two weeks. 20-plus 20, 20 carries. He's been over 100 yards with time. Touchdowns. Look, Northern Illinois' schedule to start the season was horrible. Like, it was rough. He's coming into his own. He's playing Miami, Ohio, whose defense is not great. I think you can start him because he's going to get you 20 carries at least. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. All right, we're moving on to wide receivers here. And we got a weird one to start us. It's kind of this, is it a running back? Is it a receiver? I don't know. What is he? Aston Walter for Rice against UT- yep. UTSA. Look, Max, this is your guy. He is my guy at the moment. Well, I mean, man, you can't. He's, you can, he's, what is he, Max? Is he he's a been back? a running back, yes. Okay. He carried the ball 16 times last week for 102 and a touchdown against UAB. And again, they lost 35 to 20. Carried the ball two weeks ago for 20 times for 112 and two against Louisiana Tech. And has had over 15 carries in all but one game. 
Okay, so he's a full-blown running back, and UTSA can't stop anyone. No, UTSA cannot stop anybody. Going for about 100 yards and at least a touchdown the past two weeks. And he's listed as a wide receiver, so if you're looking for a guy, maybe you play you know, with two, you know, three receivers, and you can't figure out a third receiver to start, Aston Walters on your waiver wire, for sure. All right. Should be a plug. If he's yeah. going to be guaranteed touches as a running back, Probably, I don't want to say a guaranteed 100 yards, but I really want to. Um, that's for sure somebody that can be plugged into your wide receiver spot. And if not, just a running back spot. Yeah. All right, Max. For the sake of time, we're going to speed roll through our four juicy starts at receiver. Brendan Mack against SMU. Look, we already hit on it. That game, we have a weird feeling that game's going to get weird. Mm-hmm. And Brendan Mack's been their, their favorite target for Temple. Yep. The last Absolutely. two weeks. So this one's actually both. Yeah. tonight, Max, this next one. Tazir Mack, who arguably has been better than French. For sure has been better than French. Right? Oh, yeah. And I think so. It's, he's going up against Syracuse. I don't know what's going to happen with this game, but it's Pitt-Syracuse. It's at Syracuse. Syracuse plays significantly better when they're at home, so you know Pitt's going to have to keep up. So... Look, roll them out. I, I might still roll them out in multiple leagues. I'm still yeah. debating it. I this like next, him. He's, he's only owned in like 17% of leagues. Which is unbelievable. 27. 27. I, I don't understand that. but Yeah, it's unreal. DeMichael Harris is kind of the same player as Walter. Running back slash receiver with receiver eligibility for Southern Miss. He's playing La Tech. Again, that game has weird written all over it. Roll out Harris. He is going to give you production either through the air or on the ground. Last one, Max. Your boy, Khalil Shakur, against BYU. <laughs> Look, BYU's defense is not what it has been. Mm-mm. No, it is not. And I don't know Bachmeyer's health if he's going to play this week. I'm not 100% sure. But it might help his case. Obviously, if he plays, he's still a fine play. But if he doesn't, you know that he, the backup quarterback is going to be looking for underneath routes, right? He's going to be looking for the safer routes. Mm-hmm. Secure, Shakir, all he runs is underneath routes. He's a slot receiver. Yeah. So I think he's safe. I think it's a safe play, especially in PPR. I think so too. But then the other thing that could be concerning is uh, the, the musical chairs of Boise State receivers. Yes, but then Boise State running backs. Right. So you Which, think if they put in a backup quarterback, they might just pound the rock? Maybe. Because they had a guy go for had Halani, their backup in theory, had nine theory. for three touchdowns. Nine carries and three touchdowns. Mahomes had sixteen for seventy four and a touchdown. And I know we've used Mahone as a juicy start in the past and it never really panned out. Right. Are you but, going back to it? You might have to. Throwing in one here, Max. Because B- BYU's run defense is horrid. Yeah. And without their best quarterback or the starting quarterback. It might just be a ground and Bachmeyer, pound game. It might be. And so that might be a sneaky start as well. Who's owned in, let me see here. I'm 36% of leagues. Yeah, he hasn't been great this year. So that number doesn't really surprise me. Do you consider Halani at all? Or do you still roll with Mahone? I think you just roll with Mahone. I mean, he's getting the most workload, and it's not mm-hmm. like 74 in that touchdown is necessarily bad. Yep. So, yeah. 
That does it, Max. This is our Friday morning show. We're going to get this thing up as soon as we can. Uh, like we always say, if you're enjoying the show, you like what we're doing here, please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. Until next time, take it easy.